This is the Grub Stickles Podcast with Beanie Waffles, and I am Beanie Waffles. Hey there, hope you enjoyed that little musical introduction, one of the things that we're experimenting with on the Grub Stickles podcast with Beanie Waffles. Um, Before we begin our show, in earnest, I just wanted to talk about some emails we've received, mostly about um, our sponsor, Guppy Synthetic Peanut Butter. A lot of you people out there are loving it, which pleases us very much. A few of you have commented about how it seems to cause constipation. Well, for you people, I have two words, stewed prunes. Oh, what's going on? Rusty Flavors, our producer is waving at me behind the booth, the Glaston booth. She's holding up a sign saying, just get on with the show. She seems a bit pissed off that I'm talking about uh, our sponsor. Anyway, here we go. So as you know, I'm sitting here at a table with a microphone, an apple and a glass of water and an envelope. And in the envelope is a question that I'm going to uh, read and that will be the focus of this show. So here's the envelope. And the question today is, is honesty the best policy? Huh? Well, I would say that it is a policy I would say it's a good policy, but is it the best policy? Well, that depends on the circumstances. I don't think, for instance, that there are men out there who are saying themselves, damn, I should have said yes when my wife asked me last week if these new jeans make her ass look fat. So it really just depends on what it is that you're encountering, whether honesty is the best policy. Now let's take a hypothetical situation to, to illustrate this. Okay, so say you're going out with a new girl. Let's call her Jill. Now you really like her. She's attractive, she's sexy, she's fun. She might be the one, but you're taking your time, she wants to take Take time getting to know you, so you're having lots of fun, you're holding hands, you're you know doing a little kissy face, but nothing more than that at this point. And then one night you're out for dinner, and for dessert you have some rice pudding. And she says to you, and it's delicious rice pudding, by the way, and she says to you, my Aunt Edna makes the best rice pudding I've ever tasted. It's much better than this rice pudding. And you're interested, and you ask her about her Aunt Edna, and she tells me that Aunt Edna is her favorite aunt, blah, 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 and her husband, uh, Jill's uncle, died about 10 years ago, and she lives by herself in the country in this beautiful house, and maybe she suggests that the two of you could go and visit her sometime. Well, you're all up for that, because, you know, beautiful house in the country, how romantic can that be, A a long drive out there? So you agree, yeah, you'd like to do that. Well, she presses you and say, well, let's go this weekend. So suddenly you're in your car with Jill and you're driving out somewhere to visit her Aunt Edna. And it's a four hour drive. And, you know, 
that's a long time to be in a car and Jill's kind of getting on your nerves. And one of the problems is this is so far deep into the country that it's off the grid. You don't get any cell phone signal. So you don't have access to your navigation apps. And Jill's just kind of remembering where this is. So she's saying, take this road. And that turns out to be the wrong one. So it's, you know, it's been a long trip and it's starting to get dark and you're in the middle of nowhere and you're driving down this country road and Jill gets out this map, this handmade map that she has. She's looking at it. And as she's looking at it, you slow down because you see this this truck, this pickup truck, which seems to have had an accident. And the accident, as you get closer, you realize it's it's ran into a cow and the cow is dead. And maybe the driver's dead too, because you see the driver slumped over and maybe there's blood on his forehead. You don't get a good enough look. Anyway, you just keep driving. Jill doesn't notice this because, you know, what are you going to do? And you keep driving for 10 more minutes. And then she says, oh, my God, we went the wrong way. So you turn around and you go in the other direction. And then suddenly she says, hey, that's Calvin. And you pass the car and the cow situation again, or the cow and the truck situation again. And here's this guy, Calvin, who you thought might be dead. He's now out of the truck and he's got this chainsaw. And he's sawing the pieces of the cow apart and throwing it in the back of the pickup truck. So she asks you to slow down. She rolls down the window and she starts talking to Calvin. She introduces you to Calvin, who's her cousin. And, you know, so this is my new boyfriend. And that for you is the first time you've heard her use the boyfriend word, which, you know, four hours ago might have thrilled you. Now you're not so sure. Anyway, she offers your services to help Calvin chainsaw this fucking cow and throw the bits in the back of the truck. But he says, no, no, I got this in hand and off you go. And you kind of ask, well, Calvin's your cousin. Is this something he does all the time? And she said, well, kind of, it's not, those aren't his cows. He just sort of runs his truck into them as they, you know, every once in a while there's a stray cow and he cuts it up and takes it home and freezes them and eats them. And you're thinking, Jesus, what kind of family is this? all casual like this is something that happens any day anyway finally listen i'm digressing here so you get to the aunt's place after a long drive and it's not this romantic beautiful house in the country it's this tiny little shack in the middle of the nowhere there's not another house for miles and so you pull up and you know maybe there's a goat wandering around jill gets out and knocks on the door and after several minutes Aunt edna comes and she's got to be a hundred years old she's just old woman and she's kind of blind and she can't hear that well and you get introduced to her and she keeps calling you Simon which is uh, Jill's brother's name and she doesn't really know who you are and then you go in and Edna's making dinner and you know you hope she doesn't die while she's doing it and she keeps smiling at you and she's got these sort of horrible false teeth that keep coming out anyway dinner is finally served and it's terrible. Like, I mean, it's just God awful. Food is horrible. Jill's complimenting Aunt Edna on the cooking, and I guess you feel obliged too. And then the pièce de résistance, which is her rice pudding. So she goes to the fridge. She brings out the rice pudding. And it's inedible. It's like the rice hasn't even been cooked. And Jill basically says to Aunt Edna, and Edna, this is the best rice pudding you've ever made. It's the best one. She turns to you and she says, don't you agree? Is this not the best rice pudding you've ever tasted? 
So is honesty the best policy in this situation? You got to think no. So you say, yes, it is the best rice pudding you've ever tasted. Anyway, nighttime comes and there's no way you two are sleeping together. That would be made clear earlier on. And you get shown to your bedroom, which is this tiny little room that doesn't seem to have any heating in it. It's got this little, like, an army cot. And you're lying there and you start to think, I need to get the fuck out of this place. Maybe when everybody goes to sleep, I'm just going to sneak down, turn on the car, and just find my way out of this madness. But just as you're about to get up, there's a knock on the door and Jill walks in. And she's only dressed in a t-shirt and she looks as sexy as hell. And she gives you a shy hello. Is it okay if I come in and cuddle for a few minutes? And you go, sure, come on in. And she, you know, it's the first time her body's been up next to yours. And, you know, she's not wearing anything but a t-shirt. And, you know, you're getting kind of excited. But she lets you know, well, maybe this is not the time to do this. Maybe tomorrow night when you get back to town. So that's pretty pleasing to you. And then she looks at you right in the eyes and she says, tell me the truth. Did you like the rice pudding? And she's looking at you in a way that is kind of testing you. So what do you do in a situation like that? Do you tell the truth? Is honesty the right policy in this situation? Well, I know what I would say, but what I'd like to know is what you, the listeners, would say. So why don't you email your responses and I'll just do a little summary at the beginning of next show. Anyway, thank you so, so much for uh, listening. And uh, we'll see you next time. This podcast was brought to you by Guppy's Synthetic Peanut Butter. If your child is allergic to peanuts and goes to school, with all these kids that are eating peanut butter sandwiches every day for lunch, then you need to get Guppy's Synthetic Peanut Butter. But make sure that your child doesn't exchange sandwiches with other children. Otherwise, your child could end up dead. Anyway, enjoy the taste of Guppy's Synthetic Peanut Butter. It looks like peanut butter. It tastes like peanut butter. But there's not a peanut to be found.